Friday night, and the mood is right Gonna have some fun, show you how it's done Cause it's party time, and it's show time Yeah, it's Friday night, on the show tonight Yeah, it's Friday night, and the mood is right Gonna have some fun, show you how it's done Welcome to week number 196 of the Two Guys in the Fridays podcast My name is Steven, and that over there is Travis morning steve happy awesome con day uh, i don't know yeah. when you're listening to this but you could possibly be on the way to awesome con you might already be there at the convention center sitting outside of our room right now or you might find our podcast more entertaining than the live show and you're sitting in this room with hundreds of people right now and listening to this rather than listening to us on stage any of those could be possible yeah, definitely get there early. Camp out and lie in front of the door, uh-huh. our door. It's always a good thing. Um, make sure you get a good seat. Make sure you're ready to go. I guess you could flag people down and let them know that this is the room that they're looking forward to if you're sitting out there. Just be like, oh, this is, it's right here. Just turn in yeah. here. Yeah. That's yeah, always a good spread, thing. Spread the spread the word. Um, if they've got this cool banners outside again, you can just like point at that. Take a picture of yourself with the banner and point to our, like, our time slot. Yeah, all that's great. Uh, tag us at TGIFCast if you're not already following us on social media. And uh, thank you to James for the theme song this week. Yeah, James, thanks. thanks TGIFCast at gmail.com if you want to send in your own version of the theme song. Haven't decided which one we're going to play uh, on the show, the live show in D.C. I'm assuming we'll play something, but uh, not sure yet. We'll figure it out. Figure it out. Um, all right, so we do have a regular show to get through today before we have the live show. We've got, uh, we're catching up on two episodes of Mr. Cooper, and then we have uh, an episode of Dinosaurs and an episode of Home Free that all actually aired this week back in 1993. Well, no. No. Only Home Free aired. I'm r- only Home Free. Oh, Dinosaurs home free. was what? Like being this weird. This part again? of that three, three part group that I have no idea. When it when, aired. When it aired. Could have aired. Didn't air. Definitely didn't air. Might have. My it definitely didn't air on Friday. Okay. I know that. Don't right. know when or if it aired at all. Well, we're watching it. Um, but before we get into that, we do like to see what was going on in the world thirty years ago. Now, this episode of Home Free, I guess, when would that have aired? <laughs> it would have aired uh, Friday, June eighteenth, nineteen ninety-three. So I've got uh, two stories for you. Well, kind all of right, three, right. kind of three. But I'm gonna save one story for you to talk about first, and then I'm going to add a little uh, nugget of a fact at the end of it, okay? Okay. June 13th, 1993, the first ever WWF King of the Ring. Bret Hart named your King of the Ring and then taken out by Jerry the King Lawler, who declares he's the only true king at the end of the show. (sighs) Jerry, I just watched wrestling with wrestling. I always forget like the right right wording here. Wrestling in the shadows, wrestling with the shadows. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Just watched it, uh, the 25th anniversary Blu-ray the other day. It's a good watch. It's a good watch. gives you gives you opinions about Bret Hart. Uh, a lot I'll, of different, a lot of different ways. On the same show, Yokozuna defeated Hulk Hogan to begin his nine month championship reign. All right. And uh, that's pretty much the highlights for King of the Ring. But on the next day, June 14th, Bill Clinton introduced his nominee for Supreme Court Justice. Do you know who it was? 
God, I should know. It's a big one. Uh, Is it Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Ruth Bader Ginsburg, introduced as Bill Clinton's nominee. She and she was on there forever. She was, yeah. That's all I got. That's that's my uh, my news this week. What about movies and music? What do you have for us? I will start with music. No change. Janet Jackson. That's the way that love goes. Or that's I always add that extra word. That's the way love goes. Uh, a couple more weeks on that one. A few more weeks on that one, um, and then we'll switch it up a little bit. But we've talked about it. We said it was coming last week. It's probably one of the biggest movies of all time. At the time, it uh, had the highest. Let's see, it had the highest weekend debut for. June, summer release, PG-13 film, and of all time, uh, one of the biggest franchises of all time, Jurassic Park. $502 million setting the new weekend box office record. No. No. That's what this said. (laughs) That's way too much, right? It's probably like 100. Back then, it was $47 million. So do you think it did did do 502 its whole run, maybe? Um, I'm guessing you're looking at uh, maybe one of the newer movies. No, 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 because this came up in '93. What? What's, I mean, where's the 502 from? Like completely not had, doesn't have to do with anything. I have no idea where you got that. All right, so this from. says I'll tell you what this says. Jurassic okay. Park, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum, opens sets box office opening weekend record of 502 million. That is not even. I mean, that wasn't. That wasn't even an. That doesn't that happen no movie, even today. Yeah. Yeah. No movie has. I don't. The like the highest grossing movie of all time, like opening weekend box office, is probably two hundred fifty million. I would think. I mean, and that's one of the Marvel movies, that. right? Uh, or yeah, or average. So I'm looking. Okay, so I'm looking at a couple numbers right now. Okay. So, um, original release of Jurassic Park. All time total for that for that release was three hundred fifty seven million <laughs> in America. Sense. They just made up um, a number. About, I would say it's about four hundred million total, including re releases. Yeah, lifetime domestic gross total, four hundred and four million dollars. So I, I have no idea. I, my thing, my guess is you're probably. I don't even know. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, reach out know. to these guys and let them know that their facts are wrong. Yeah, that's definitely wrong. Uh, let me let's look at all time. Let's see. All time. Uh, what if I just weekend? Google Jurassic Park 502 million? Is it just going to bring up the same article over again? I don't know. 502. Biggest opening weekend million. of all time was Avengers Endgame at $357 million. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, the, I mean, I don't know where they got $500 million, but Jurassic Park, the weekend that it opened back in 1993 was $47 million, and that was the all time uh, highest. Weekend debut. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? All right. Jurassic Park's going to be up there for <laughs> a while, right? Park. Uh, honestly, not as long as you would think, but it is. It does have a few weeks. Okay. So. Movies. I mean, you know, movies. Most movies don't last more than you know a handful of weeks. We do have a. There's a couple more. A couple movies this week that have a longer run than Jurassic Park, but um, I think definitely Jurassic Park is one of the biggest movies of all time. So yeah, for sure. Um, uh, we do have some birthdays, birthdays yeah. real quick. Yeah, we do. We've got um, Christopher Castile yesterday, Thursday, June fifteenth. Happy birthday, Christopher! And I don't know. I thought I've debated on including this one or not. I'm only going to include it because she was on, or they were on one of the episodes of, of Hang on, Mr. Cooper recently. But Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen was on the thirteenth, so Tuesday, June thirteenth. They also do come back to TJF eventually. So yeah, we'll leave them on right. there for a little while, I guess. Keeping them on there until until two of a kind goes off the goes off the air. When does that start? 
I have no I have no idea. A couple more Few, years, probably. Yeah, a couple more years. All right. So, like we said, we've got full four episodes to talk about. We're starting off with Hanging with Mr. Cooper. This is season one, episode five. The name of the episode is Cheers, and it starts off... We don't have that normal uh, Mark Curry intro that we've grown to love from uh, Hanging with Mr. It's Cooper. First time. First time we've seen not seen that this season. I'm yeah. Sorry. So um, we've got Vanessa. She's um, trying to start her car out in the driveway, and it's not starting. So she's freaking out. She's calling for help. Coop comes out. She's like, no, not you. Where's uh, Where's Robin? So Robin comes in. uh and she's like, oh, I can fix it. I've got this whole, like, uh, family of repairmen. They all know how to fix cars. Let me do it. Let me fix your car. But uh, Being a mechanic runs in her blood. Yeah, but then Vanessa's like, oh, I don't know. Even though she just called her to come fix her car, she's like, I don't know if you should fix my car. It doesn't sound like a good idea. Like, well, this you, is a very confusing scene because of what exactly you what you just said. Is that she, like, asks for help. Mark comes out. She's like, no, not you. Robin, you come help. Robin comes out to help, and she's like, no. No, not you. Never mind. And then she, like, reminds her of a... She tried to fix a toaster and it, I don't know, I think it started a fire or something. So we get kind of that, that, uh, Carl Winslow set up mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, Coop goes inside after, uh, Vanessa shoes him away, gets a phone, phone call and, uh, it's for a sub job. Like they're kind of setting up in every episode, but this time it's a big one. He's doing a sub coaching job at gym. Yeah, this is, this is kind of his dream, getting, so, that, getting that coach gig. He is super excited. He's telling everyone, and uh, this could finally set off Mark Cooper's career path. This is it. Theme song, we come back, we're at school. Um, Coop's coming in. He, he sees the school principal. He's thanking him for the job until he finds out it's not exactly what he was told. He's going to be coaching the cheerleading team. Well, he was told he was coaching and he's coaching. And, and honestly, I don't think he responds too badly. He's surprised and he's kind of like got to reset a little bit, but he's not as as down about it as, as I, I don't think he's very happy at this point. But I, I don't he, think he's he sees it as a challenge, though, and accepts the challenge. I think he's just disappointed. Yeah. Um. So he gets to meet the girls of the team, Um. tries to, like, let them know that he knows a lot about cheerleading and uh we also find out here that they have a competition in just three days. and Yeah, like Monday. They're bummed out about it because they think their uniforms suck, they think their cheers that they have suck, and they think they have no chance of winning. And just real quick, because a few of these cheerleaders are people of note. So okay. uh, we've got the cheerleader Keisha, who was played by Countess Vaughn, who is most famously you know, from Moesha. Um, she was like you know, one of the main characters in Moesha. Uh, Darlene, who... I've never seen Moesha either, but I do know who I do know who Countess. Vaughn I do is. know who Brandy is. Uh, yeah, she's on that show with her. Um, then there's Darlene, who is AJ Langer, who uh, most famously is from My So Called Life, but we've seen her. I think we saw her in an episode of Camp Wilder. Uh huh. Um, and then the the woman, the girl who keeps showing up in every TGIF show ever. So Grace is played by Venus DeMilo Thomas, who we saw in Camp Wilder, Getting By, Family Matters. Those were the ones that come to mind. So, okay, so she has a fourth TGIF show to her resume. A good, uh, a good cast of cheerleaders. Yeah, 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 yeah. They all have potential. All right. So, where do we go from here? I think that's kind of like that. Well, Mark's scene. trying to like Mark's trying, Mark's trying to like win them over and let him know that like <laughs> just because he's a guy, just because he's new, doesn't mean he can't help them, and he has 
some idea of what he's doing. Yeah, the next thing we go to Robin, uh, working on uh, Vanessa's car once again. Parts are everywhere at this point. She's taken apart the entire engine. And uh, Vanessa comes out to check, see what's going on. Obviously not happy about uh, her completely... I mean, she's nowhere near getting this thing back and running. Well, what we you know, well, what we found out is, I think, even worse, is that, yes, Robin has taken the car apart, but she's also put it back together. And the forgot to put all those are, parts in. Well, she didn't know where to, she, yeah, those are just the leftover parts after she's put it back together. So not only has she like taken it apart, put it back together, but she honestly, at this point, we realize doesn't have a full grasp of what she's doing. Yeah, and Vanessa just wants her car back. That's all she wants. She wants a working car. She wants her car back. Yeah. Um, Coop's out there. He goes back inside, and uh, this is when he reveals to Robin that he's coaching the cheerleading team, right? Robin or Vanessa? V- Vanessa. I think it's I think it's Vanessa. I think Vanessa, yeah. he because he, he has like this stack of books. He's like doing the, he's trying his best. He's like got a stack of books read up on cheerleading, like learn everything. He's talking to Vanessa. Yeah. And she's and excited too, because she was a cheerleader when she was in school. Right. right, right? right. And, yep. um, she really wants at this point, they're kind of just like talking about like how Coop doesn't appreciate, like how physical cheerleading is. And Vanessa wants him to appreciate it. And there's kind of like that conversation going on, like how demanding cheerleading is. And then she's like, let me show you how demanding it is. And then she does like this triple round off backflip through the living room. I'm assuming a stunt double in that. From scene. the kitchen, yes. I, I mean, the way they shoot it, it's clearly a stunt double. But uh, she starts in the kitchen, flips through the door, out the door, into the living room, ending in a splits. Oh, I forgot about the split part. I mean, she gets stuck in the splits, right? She does. Because what they do is they, they do have the stunt double who does all the like gymnastics. And then they they like, you know, cut and show her straight on doing the splits. And it's it's Holly Robinson Pete. Um, yeah, if she, you don't if you don't remember this scene, go back and watch season one, episode five of uh, Mr. Cooper. Even just for this scene, I think it's pretty it's pretty funny. It's fun. Did it. yeah. it's fun. It's fun. All right. I got a, I got a, I got a discussion once with a former cheerleader who was making a trying to make an argument that cheerleading was a real sport, but professional wrestling is not a real hmm. a real sport from an athletic perspective. And I was like, they both are. They're both highly athletic we should ask like, some former cheerleaders that became professional wrestlers and see what they think i know i mean i you know i think i think arguing for one and against the other is self-defeating i'll message uh, my good friend billy starks right now and ask her okay yeah yeah message your good friend billy starks all right so then we go back to the school right we've got coop and the cheerleaders they're all practicing um we got a problem here because the competing cheerleading team shows up to try to intimidate the penguins and uh they've got their coach there they're in uniform they come stomping and clapping right up into the stage and like oh we're just here to see what it feels like to be on the stage where the competition is going to be yeah and the coach for this is uh leslie easterbrook who is callahan from the um police academy movies I don't know if oh yeah, yeah i knew i recognized her from something so yeah yeah um, but yeah, they're there. They're trying to intimidate the penguins. Um, and the penguins are just ready to quit at this point. Like they're like, what? why are we even doing this? We have no chance. In fairness, uh, they've kind of established at this point that the penguins really aren't that great, that they, that they need a lot of work. Um, so yeah, they're, they're not feeling like they can really keep up with, with this other team. Yeah. But Coop is doing his best that he can do. Um, trying to motivate them. Um, trying to say we can do this. Don't worry. But in the end 
They all walk out on them. They're done. They do. All of them. Giving up. Um, so probably like a commercial break here. We come back because we're back in the cafeteria now. Um, Irvin's there. He's selling tacos from down the street. Everyone's buying them. <laughs> um, Coop comes in. He finds uh, Robin, who's there, and uh, needs a little help from her. Try to get these girls back in. Principal comes in, and he's mad because he heard what happened. He heard that he has lost the cheerleading team. And he is uh, not happy about it. Yeah, I always forget that Robin works at the school too, and till I see her. So, yeah, because they don't show her very often at the school, and she's the one that this might have been the first time we got his foot in the door, right? Like she helped him get the job and everything. So she suggests that um, he hire an assistant, someone else to help out, someone with a little more cheerleading experience. And uh, Coop tries to go and hype up the girls. Wants to get him up. He gets up on stage. And, like, right before that, though, we do have our diss of the week, though. Hey, how you doing, man? Got them parts in your hair. Is that, does that kind of say something? What does it say? Oh, I have a bad haircut. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. So maybe maybe better of, of a visual diss of the week if you go back and watch that. But um, okay. they, uh, they get up there. He starts to do, like, a dance, I guess, Coop does. And calls the principal up on stage. And then... Like the principal, the cheerleaders, Coop—they're all doing like a cheer up on stage, and I think this is where the crowd kind of gets behind him. Like the school likes it, right? Yeah, I, I kind of thought this was gonna go a different way. Like all the all the girls were gonna feel embarrassed and like not want to do anything and like kind of turn on him a little bit. But he gets like everybody in the school in the cafeteria to turn the radio on to the same channel. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and has like yeah, it has the the cheerleaders come up and start dancing, and the like you said, the principal start dancing and. It, it turns out to be a pretty pretty good little thing. I like that radio part too, because he's like, "Hey, anyone got a radio?" And every single person in the uh, in the <laughs> cafeteria cool. lifts their radio up off the yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it seems like he's got uh, not only the cheerleaders back on his side, he's got the entire school behind them on this point. Yes, absolutely. So we go back to Robin and Vanessa, still trying to get this car fixed. Um, not sure why I wrote Texas here. Any idea? Texas? Oh, got it. I was going to ask you if this reminded you of anything when we were in Texas. Uh, it does eventually, yeah. That, that's this point right here. So they're trying right, to... Right, 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 right. But first first we get there. I mean, when, you get to the, when you get to the scene, it's Vanessa and Robin sitting in the car. Robin's like, I think I got it fixed. I mean, there's this one screw that I can't figure out. Uh, but let's turn it on and see what happens. And then they turn it on. Doesn't start, doesn't start, doesn't start. She hits the dashboard. There's no... The, the, the gas tank is saying now empty yeah like the needle wasn't working right and then it like falls down from full to empty like she's just driving ran out of gas and uh nothing was really wrong with the car it just ran out of gas which might have happened to a car full that uh travis and i were both in part of yeah but i mean we there was a legitimate mechanical issue with the car not 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 really though there was. There absolutely there was. There was. No, the the sensor in the gas tank got dislodged, which then caused the uh the gas tank meter to not show up correctly and we ran out of yeah. gas. That's a mechanical issue. This is a mechanical issue then. Well, I don't we don't know the specifics beyond the fact that her 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 meter was in stuck, both but, cases the meter did not work when she, correctly when it became it became unstuck when she hit it. So it wasn't the sensor that was wrong, it was just something in the dashboard whereas we had we had a. We also drove life. around Texas for two days on a tank of gas and didn't realize the tank of gas uh, emptied. 
but our problem is we didn't drive that much. We had driven, we had driven a lot there. And then that's when like it happened. So that's why we didn't realize what was going on, but we didn't drive that much after, um, after it happened, after the, we hit that thing in the road. Yeah. I think it's the exact same thing, but it's very similar, but we, I think we have a lot more of a, a lot more leeway here than, than she did. Um, uh, all right. So then we go to the living room. Vanessa is in there. She's teaching the cheerleaders, uh, some cheers. I think she's like, obviously the assistant coach. Now she's like in aerobics gear for some reason. And, uh, we also find out Coop got the team some new uniforms too, which they're excited about. Damn. Also don't even look like cheerleading outfits. They just look like aerobics gear, but whatever. They're like cheerleading dance outfits. I think they I've never seen any cheerleading team wear anything like that, but oh, I, I think it's fine. Um, but yeah, they're all happy. Everyone's glad to get their new uniforms. And now they've got that extra oomph to uh, go and compete in this competition. Yeah, absolutely. And we go right to it. We're at the cheerleading competition. It's happening in the, I guess it's the cafeteria. It's like a, what, what do they call that? Cafeteria auditorium, auditorium. Com- combined. Yeah. There's a word to combine them. Cafetorium? Is that it? Cafetorium? That sounds maybe like a word. It's a word. Um, it starts. We get the uh, Oakland Prep School up there first. That's the competitors uh, that we saw earlier in the episode. They go up there. They do their cheer. They're great. I mean, they do a giant pyramid at the end of it. Um, yeah. Not sure how the Penguins are going to beat them at this point, especially with the little what time they've had together. Yeah. yeah. So then the Penguins are up next. Um and uh, we should probably point out that Robin and Vanessa are kind of like sitting right behind the judges as well, kind of like whispering to them, like, these guys suck or these guys are awesome. Like, <laughs> the judges are very like annoyed by it. Yeah, but uh, they're up there dancing. They're doing their cheer. The crowd loves them. Obviously, they're at their home school. Um, and then we go right into it. We announce the winners. And this year's winners of the, I don't know what they call it, the cheerleading classic are Oakland Prep. They didn't win. The Penguins lost. Yeah, I mean, the Penguins were okay, but there was, I don't know, Oakland Prep was better. So, obviously, Coop's upset. The Penguins are upset. Uh, Vanessa and Robin are upset. The whole school's upset. And we go to the next scene. We're back at the house. Coop still bummed out on the couch. Then his whole cheerleading team shows up. Do they, like, do a cheer as they're walking into the house? Like, do we hear them outside for some reason? We do hear them coming, yeah. Yeah. We We hear them rolling up. So they're rolling up, but they're cheering, and they have come to thank Mr. Cooper. Um, they feel like uh, he has been a great coach, and they let him know that the principal wants him to keep coaching them, and they want him to. I think he agrees. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, but like, my, my only issue here is what happens to Vanessa, because that was like, she was a big, big part of the Why success. can't she be the assistant still? Well, she has a real job. Yeah, I mean, she just, like, comes in for every once in a while. She's fine. She'll be okay. All right. All right. End of the episode, we do get a uh, pretty cool credit scene here that I liked. Um, We've got uh, Robin, Vanessa, both cheerleading teams. I think Coop's in the background, too. And they're doing this, like, cheer in front of the live studio audience. And they're just uh, doing a cheer for the credits, like, rolling. (laughs) Give me a C. I should have played the audio from this. I didn't pull it. You want me to grab it or is it okay? It's up to you. It's up to you. But it, it, it's a good cheer. What I like about this cheer is that it's actually, it, Vanessa is clearly, no, Robin is leading the cheer, not Vanessa. So, and it, it really seems that Robin has some experience here. It's very like, uh-huh. like 
what I took from it, it's got that kind of like black college, uh, kind of like like uh, step what do they team, call it? step team, yeah, yeah, feel to it. Which is, I wonder if that's like her background. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and play the audio. We'll, we'll play the audio as we go into the next episode of uh, Mr. Cooper. Oh, awesome! Five, six, seven, give me a C. C. All right, so now we are into uh, season one, episode six of Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Warriors Part One. We've got a at least a two-parter, and uh, we'll figure out what this is all about. We go back to the uh, Mark Curry intros too, like we didn't have in the last episode. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I, I don't know why they skipped it on the one. I mean, we did have the like fourth wall break at the credits for the last one but. yeah maybe they're like oh we do it at the end on this one and not in the beginning that, yeah. that kind of makes sense all right so this intro we've got mark curry he's speaking to the audience saying that um he's kind of saying oh the show's gonna run long a little bit so the producers want me to to keep this intro short but i don't care i'm mark curry this is uh <laughs> this is my show i'm gonna keep it as long as they turn the lights off and then they turn the lights off on him and uh He's like, hey, I bet you wouldn't do that to Roseanne. And that's that's your intro, pretty much. That's, that that's your intro. Yep. Uh, after the theme song, we get Coop. He's trying to uh, kill a fly in the house. That's going on while Vanessa comes in. And uh, he's she's looking for the business section of the newspaper, which is what he was using to try to kill the fly. And she announces as she gets the business section, she made $2,000 off her stocks. Maybe pretty good. Money. Yeah, but like you said, it was fake money. She's not comfortable yet to uh, to use real money in the stocks, but she would have uh, put some money on this one stock that ended up uh, making her fake $2,000. Yeah, I mean, she, what we're demonstrating here is that she thinks, we get the sense she knows what she's doing, even though she doesn't actually do it. Yeah, um, I guess she's going to become a stockbroker. That's like her goal. Or she something. works at a stock. She works at a financial company. She's a she's a secretary, and mm -hmm. her yeah, her goal is to become a stockbroker. But she's still a little nervous about it. Um, let's see. Uh, we find out too that Coop is going to ask the principal for a uh, a full time coaching job. Well, not like principal, right? He's going to ask like the head coach, I guess. The head coach, yeah. He's like, hey, I'm going to go do it. The Warriors won last night. This is the time he's in a good mood. He'll be in a good He's a big fan. I can go ask him. Uh, I guess we do we know here some, one of the other coaches died, and that's why he has a chance to? I don't think we find that out yet. I, th I don't remember where we find out that that's why there's an opening available, but we do. We he do mentioned it even in the last episode. He's like, oh, as soon as someone dies, I'm going to go in there and try to get a job or something. But uh, Someone does die. Yeah, um, but yeah, everyone's talking about the Warriors, too. I guess it's playoff time. The Warriors uh, are doing pretty good, and they read the story about this player, uh, Beal, they call him, and uh, he used to play with Coop uh, before he got into the NBA, and he was just signed to a 10-day deal with the Warriors. What do you, What is that about? I was going to ask you. Like, Do you know, is that something they do? I know they like sometimes at the end of people's career they'll sign like a very short term deal just so they like retire as a you know a warrior or whatever. But a ten day deal, like, yeah, I think is like um, an active player. I don't like know maybe if, if there's like an injury or something, you can like sign a player onto like a short term deal okay. or something like that. And like usually they get cut when the other player comes back, or maybe you just have an empty spot on your roster or something like that, and you're like testing out a couple players. I don't know. Okay, 
But uh, but yeah, this guy Beal, he's gonna play on the Warriors for ten days, and Coop's like, oh man, that's something I wanted to do. I I that's my dream. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that and like, like you said, they both these guys like kind of came up together with that same idea, or that same dream. Oh, and we also learn about the photo in the paper at this point too, right? <laughs> yeah, we do, we do. So the, Ro- I think it's Robin points out like, isn't that you in this picture with him? Like, weren't you number fourteen? <laughs> Like, uh, but then the, uh, but the no, picture is, is this Beal guy dunking over Mark, and Mark is like covering his face. He's getting like, posterized kind of is the term that yeah. people use. Yeah, is that what it is? Okay, posterized yeah. right on the front page of the paper. Well, maybe not the front page. At least this story in the sports page. the sports page. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so we then go to gym class. Uh, Coop is subbing like a regular old gym class this time. Uh, Isaac's there again. He's got a note from his mom that tells him, uh, tells Coop that he needs to get out of wrestling because he doesn't want him. She doesn't want him to get hurt, right? Yeah, that's right, right. He has, she doesn't want him to get hurt, and and that's what they're doing this weekend in school. Did you guys ever do wrestling in, in gym class? I don't remember ever doing wrestling in gym class. <sighs> I feel like we did. I don't know. I was on the wrestling team for a couple years, so I might be getting it mixed oh. up with actually doing it. I but... also only did like as much gym as I had to. I didn't do like junior and senior gyms. I don't know if they do. Yeah, I don't remember. But um, anyways, uh, Coop's trying to encourage Isaac. Like, oh, you won't get hurt. Here, let me show you that you can do it. Irvin. Oh, no, Irvin. Uh, Andre. Andre. Andre, come over here. And uh, I think that's this point, right? Where he like wrestles Andre and then like he just like. He does. And Mark gets Andre to to, like. Roll over for him kind of thing. Yep, yep. So yeah, Isaac's a little pumped up now. And then we have Andre, Irvin, and Isaac. I guess this is like this new little clique of friends because we've never seen all three of them like hanging out like this together. But it seems like they kind of are a little clique now. Yeah, I think it's going to be the core like like student group and for the first season. Yeah, we've got Andre who we remember is like the basketball player that's up and coming that's going to beat Coop's record. We've got Irvin who's the one that's selling tacos in the cafetorium. And then we've got Isaac who's the one who's like Super, like, smart and, like, kind of nerdy, and his mom is uh, telling him to get out of gym class. So the three of them are now teasing Mark Cooper for uh, this picture that was in the paper this morning with uh, him getting dunked on by Beal. Yeah. That's and, great. I love that they all know it's him. Yeah, they all know it's him, and they all really like Beal. Like, they're all excited for this dude to uh, be a player on their team, the Warriors, and uh, Coop's, like, you know, he's kind of, like, a little mad because he wants to be doing the basketball thing. Um, what's the well, coach? He doesn't want to be like the punching bag of the guy who is. Doesn't want to be success. that either. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, yeah. the head coach comes in. What is his name again? I can. I can. Uh, coach Ricketts. Coach Ricketts. He comes in. Um, Coop tries to ask him at this point for a job. This is where we definitely learn. He mentions that yeah, the yeah. Uh, other teacher died. Yep. And uh, Coach Ricketts tells Coop. Uh, all right, Coop, you want this job? Wrestle me for it. And he like strips down to a singlet that he has underneath of his uh, regular that, yeah. gym clothes. They start wrestling. Uh, and then kind of, I think it's like off camera, but you just hear kind of the audio of like him taking Coop down and then uh, offering him the job. Tell no, him. I think you actually see him slam Mark Cooper. Do you? I think you see it if I remember correctly. So he offers him the job. He's like, all Still right, you can have the job. So... Next scene is uh, Robin and Vanessa. Uh, Robin's up $6,000 more in fake stocks. And Vanessa tells her, Robin, you're ready. Or no, the other way around. Robin tells Vanessa, Vanessa, you're ready. I want you to invest real money for me. Here you go. She starts writing a check. We don't know how much it's for, right? 
And then no, uh, they, we never find out how much the check is for. Hands it over to Vanessa, and uh, Vanessa once again shows that she's still a little nervous about doing this. Yeah, yeah. And Robin's like, "You got it. You got to do it. You just got to, you know, you got to take that step and 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 just put that first first dollar on it." Yep. So it looks like maybe she'll do that. Coop gets home at this point, tells them both that uh, he got the job. Everyone's super excited, and they're going to go out for uh, to celebrate a little dinner. The three of them. Fun. Yeah, yeah. He's like he he's ready to go. He's he wants to he wants to you know celebrate. Yep. Uh, phone rings though. It's for Coop. He gets it, and we don't really hear until he tells them what's going on. The Golden State Warriors have just called. And they want Coop to try out for the team. How do you think Beal feels about that? Beal's like, what? Wait, what? Yeah. Why are we, why are we bringing this guy in too? Yeah, because I mean, you, <clears throat> I don't know. It doesn't make a ton of sense, like you're saying, with like the contract stuff, because like they've got yeah. them both in there at the same time. There's, I don't know. But, anyways, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, Coop uh, is real excited to try out for the team. Tryouts are this Monday, which they. He then realizes by a reminder from uh, Robin, I believe, saying, isn't that your first day of your new job at the school? And he's like, oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll ask for the day off. I can I can still go do this. Yeah, this is, this is tough, but also not that tough. I don't know. It's a weird situation. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, you never know. I mean, if he goes and tries out for the Warriors and doesn't make it, he might have lost his job at the school if he if he didn't go his first day you know even if he called yeah, out but you also have an day. opportunity to play for the you know to try out for a professional basketball team which is your dream but it's, if you don't make it and then you don't get the job then you're real screwed right it's tough I, it's I a tough spot it, for mr cooper i don't I, <clears throat> I i i can see why you might why someone might think it's tough but i think you've got i mean it, it, if it was just like i'm gonna go to an open tryout and see what happens like that's probably not the best decision but if the situation is the team calls it, you the team calls you and says we want you to come it's you and your buddy Beal trying out like you, you've got to do but it. I mean he you knows Beal just got a 10 day thing too this might only well, lead, to, but, lead to 10 days is it worth like I your mean, entire career sound, for 10 this, days this in the Warriors sound, I tell you right now he'll probably make more in 10 days playing for the Warriors than he will working as a school teacher for a year which is an awful thing to say but uh, yeah I would almost guarantee that he would <laughs> yeah so all right, so let's see where we're at. Uh, we've got uh, Coop meeting with uh, Coach Ricketts at this point. He tells him that uh, what's going on with this uh, tryout, and Coach Ricketts pretty much tells him he needs to make the choice. He needs to make a decision. Are you are you going to coach here, or well, are you going to go try out? not at first. Not at first. He, let, he <clears throat> lets him arm wrestle him for that day off, and he loses, but he still gives him the day off. He's like, I would have given you the day off anyways. It's when it comes down to that making that are you if you know if you get the contract and you leave for ten days, then you're not going to get the job. You got to decide between that. So, yeah. So a little bit of a dilemma. Um, and then uh, I think what like the Andre Isaac Irvin click comes back in. Yep. He tells them yep. that he's uh, trying out for the team, and uh, we can tell though that uh, Mr. Cooper's having a little tough time uh, trying to decide what he's going to do at this point. Yeah, I mean he's trying to make a decision. Uh, we go back to Robin and Vanessa discussing uh, the whole investing thing with the stocks. Um, they're also talking about <clears throat> Coop and his dilemma that he's got going on. Robin goes. Well, the pro- go ahead. The problem here with Mark that they because what, what as we come back into the house for the scene, we see Mark outside and he's he's shooting around on the basketball hoop, but he's he's not hitting any shots at all. He's missing everything, and so they're talking about really that he is just he's like choking and he's not. It's like all in his head, and he he's they're worried he's not going to do well at the uh, the tryout. 
Yeah, and then Robin goes out to talk to him. And she tells him, um, well, she thinks he's lost his confidence. And she takes the bandana off her head, blindfolds Mark Cooper, tells him to relax and just visualize the hoop. And she's like, you shot hoops so many times. You shot on this hoop so many times. You can do you can do this blindfold. You have no problem. And that, then she blindfolds him. Coop takes a shot. Then he misses. Doesn't even go in. Um, he does take another one, though. The next one goes in but, somehow. But, what? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. The important thing there is that he takes the shot, he misses, but Robin tells him that he oh, made it. Oh, that he made it. That's right. And this is the same thing that happened with Andre, or with Isaac, where she's she's kind of building up his confidence to get him where he needs to be to do better. Yeah, so she's pumping him up. She's like, you made it. You made it blindfolded. Then he shoots again. He makes it for real. She's even, like, surprised that he made it, but... um. He now apparently has that confidence that he needs to uh, go try out for the team. Right, right. Um, so they go inside. The next scene, you're we... not going to mention that that's when he goes inside, but that she stays outside, blindfolds herself, and like and makes it on the makes it on the first shot. No, does she like shoot it over top of the building? Like hits a oh, cat you're, or something? You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. She does. She breaks a window in yeah. the building next door. Doesn't make it at all. You're right. All right, sorry. Then we go to the arena that the Golden State Warriors play. I can't remember what it's called. I've been there once. Um, whatever it is but like they've got the actual warriors team there like uh who's the big star is it mullen so well first the first we're introduced to the coach don nelson but then you got tim hardaway he steps on chris mullen's foot um i didn't know the other two guys but allison lister and billy owens are the players i don't know who they are as much as i know tim hardaway and were they good back then the warriors because i mean they had a pretty good team and they had a really good coach i have no idea yeah i don't know 93 warriors Probably, well, no, I can tell you right now. I know it's the Bulls and like the Suns are like the best two teams. That doesn't mean they weren't good. It just means that they had. They might have made the playoffs, right? I mean, we got Bulls, a dream yeah. teamer on the team, right? We do, we do. But there was there was a lot of teams that had dream teamers. Um. All right. So we're at the arena. Coop is meeting with the team, and then they go. Uh, the coach is like, "Hey, you guys play a little two on two. You team up with Beal. You team up with Coop, and." Uh, Let's let's play some basketball, and then we get like a a basketball playing montage at this point of just like a bunch of back and forth. Coop seems to be missing a lot, but then they show him making some shots, and so I think he's doing. All yeah, right. it's a weird, it's weird. They like the clips they, they, they chose to put in yeah, there. Yeah, they go in, they go into it, setting it up like he does all these like faux pots. Like I said, steps on Chris Mullen's hands and insults Tim Hardaway, like all these things, and then they go into the practice, and like you said, it's really hard to tell if he's doing well or not. Um, yeah, because like they they put a bunch of clips in of him like missing, and then they put a bunch of clips in of him making it. It's like, is this supposed to show that he's getting yeah. better, or are they just this is just what they happen to edit in there? Yeah, it, it, it's 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 tough. So, all right, I got some I got some stats real quick. So, oh, hold on, where did they go? Where did they go? So ninety, I'll start. I'll start here. 91-92 season, they finished second in their division. Okay. Uh, 92-93 division, they finished sixth in their division. So not that's as, not as good. good. But but then ninety three ninety four, they were back to third in their division. Um, when you're saying division, are you just saying like the Western Conference, or are you saying like? Oh, uh, I'm I'm talking the, like Eastern Division. Well, they, it changes. So I'm sorry because they, they switch around. All right, let me let me let's take this back a little bit because there's only uh, like four teams in the division. If they're getting six yeah, place, yeah, that's not yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so that was so in the Western Division. So they're in the Pacific Conference. So that's where conference finishes. So Division Conference in the 91-92 season, they finished third out of um, four. No, out of that's Western. That's division. out of like twelve or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever and then they were tenth the next year, and then they were sixth the year after that. All right. So they're okay. They're okay. Uh, all right. 
so we then go back to Robin at the house. Vanessa shows up, tells her her stocks have doubled. All that money that she invested, her stocks have doubled. She couldn't be happier. But then Vanessa tells her, but I didn't actually invest your money in those stocks. I was too nervous to do it. But I did invest some of my own money. I just didn't want to use your own money. So my I made a bunch of money off the stocks that I told you I was going to put your money on. So messed up. Yeah, it doesn't. That's not cool. Um, no. And she's like, we'll split the profit. Coop gets home. Um, he's kind of, I don't know, a little not very confident in himself. He doesn't think he made the team. Uh, but he does say that he did the best that he could possibly do. I mean, like, he gave it his all. He tried. He's glad he went out there and did it. But uh, he's not feeling great about it. Yeah. Then the phone rings. Of course, everyone thinks it's the Warriors, but it's just the wrong number. <laughs> it wasn't even the Warriors that called. <laughs> but then the phone really rings. Coop goes into the other room. Uh, I think Robin answers it. Robin uh, asks to take a message, which uh, she does. And then we learn, as she tells Coop, he made the team. He is now a Golden State Warrior. He's a warrior. To be continued. That's it. It's a two-part episode. We don't know what happens. Let's see what happens next week. Uh, Credit scene. We got just a little uh, more basketball playing with Coop and the the Warriors. Yep. So we got a two-parter. The next one, obviously, is going to be, I'm assuming, a basketball game with Coop and Beal and Chris Mullen and Tim Hardaway in it. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I don't know what to expect. Hopefully, they... they, I wonder if they're going to bring in another team, like they're going to have another roster of All-Stars on part two. Could be that. It could just be Coop saying, you know what, guys? I think I just want to go coach... High school basketball. I need to, See you I need guys to be later. A teacher. Yeah, probably gonna be that. Or he gets hurt. Maybe that. That's probably. I mean, he's already. We already know he's got an injury, so maybe he just reaggravates the injury he has. Oh, we'll see. We'll talk. Are we talking about that next week on the show? Next week. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. So then we watched Dinosaurs season three episode twenty. Like Travis said, we don't know when this actually aired, but. I mean, chronologically, it needed to be watched at some point anyway. So the episode is called We Are Not Alone. It starts off with the family in the kitchen. Uh, Robbie's going to go do some, like, uh, Pangea cleanup day to go help uh, clean clean the swamp kind of thing. Um, Charlene thinks that cleaning the environment is uh, is a joke. No one needs to do that. Fran supports Robbie's decision to do it, but uh, when he asks her to join, she makes some excuses up and says, I got to do this and this and this. Care of the house. So no one wants to help Robbie. Uh, he goes in the living room uh, where Earl calls him, and uh, he's watching this like UFO show, and he really believes in UFOs now. Like It's like what, like an Unsolved Mysteries type kind of deal? Uh, yeah, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. <clears throat> you know, one of those like alien abduction shows. Yeah. And uh, he also doesn't want to go help Robbie uh, clean up Pangea, but he continues to be glued to the TV with this uh, alien show. Yeah, and Robbie really like gets on him for this. Like, you have no idea what's going on out there in the world. You just sit here and watch TV. You have no idea what you know where we're going. Like, what's happening at all? Yeah. So the next scene is Earl and Robbie in uh, Ridgefield's office, and uh, he had called them in there. It's not Robbie. It's Roy and Earl. Roy and Earl. I don't know what I said. Um, so Roy and Earl are in there. Uh, Richfield called him in there. Uh, and he's reading the paper. And apparently, like, this whole clean up the planet thing is uh, getting some bad press for the uh, We Say Show so Corporation. Well, the, the like, 
environmental organization that does all this stuff has has named the top five like contributors of pollution uh like corporate con- polluters and of course we say so is on there and so so richfield has been tasked with finding ways to make their image look better yeah he's like the press is watching us what we need you to do i called you earl and roy in here because i need you guys to uh bury some of this toxic waste <laughs> in the dirt at night when no one's looking it's like we can't just have it laying around here so take it home and bury it in your backyard doesn't Earl say at this point too? Oh, I can just bury it under the baby's sand sand pit yep. or something. Yep. Yep. Uh, Roy's a little worried about it. Like, doesn't think that's the best idea to be burying toxic waste. But uh, Richfield encourages them to do it and uh, lets them know if they do, they will be rewarded handsomely with this pen and pencil set. And that's Very enough nice. to get Roy going. Earl's in too. Earl's sold. I think Earl's already so sold true. at that point. Yeah, yeah that's true. But uh, that's where we go next is Roy and Earl burying a bunch of barrels in the backyard. Um, they talk about the uh, possible issues that it might have. But, well, I guess Roy is still more concerned. Earl's like, oh, don't worry. They'll just leak and go into the ground at some point. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, and then it happens. Lights go flickering. Strobe light hits down. And a giant alien robot shows up. Roy immediately passes out. And this robot has come specifically looking for Earl Sinclair. Earl is the savior of the planet. Yeah. The alien robot knows Earl by name and warns Earl about ruining the Earth. And it is up to him to save the world or face the consequences. And I think the they consequences probably, are like vaporizing Earl. I think it's vaporizing everybody. Oh, just the planet, Pangea, yeah. I guess. Well, the, only the dinosaur. I think. I think. I think it was the like. We will vaporize dinosaurs. all dinosaurs. So this obviously scares Earl. Earl freaks out. Um, he runs over to uh, try to wake up Roy, who remembers passed out, and uh, he wakes him up. And when he does. The robot's gone. Uh, there's no proof that it's there. I don't. Roy somehow and forgot it. Roy doesn't it. really remember or know what's going on. He, you know, because he passed out. Yeah, and Earl, I mean, is now under this impression that he must save the world. Yeah. So, then we have Earl and Roy appearing on this same UFO show that uh, Earl was watching the beginning of the episode. They are now telling their story about how they saw an alien. And uh, Earl is explaining uh, how they need to save the planet. That's what the, that's what the alien told him that he needs to do. So he thought going on this show, telling not only the story of being uh, not abducted, but like the presence of this alien. Also, he can get that message out there that everyone needs to save the environment. And he also starts like bad mouthing, like straight up the We Say So Corporation, who we know oh, he yeah. works for at this point. But he's bad-mouthing them right there on the TV. And, of course, his boss is not going to be happy about that. Well, they cut him off. Like, the TV, like, channel, like, cuts him off. Yeah, because we find out, what, that the show is sponsored by We Say So or something? Yeah, everything is sponsored by We Say So. Yeah. Cuts him off. He he then, like, runs back in. Like, he's like, hey, don't cut me off. I, I got to tell you guys, you got to save the planet. And then, uh, <laughs> eventually, it's really cut off. We then uh, go to Ridgefield's office with him yelling at Earl for calling out We Say So right on TV. 
and then we hear the protesters show up. They're outside. Yeah, Richfield's going to say he's going to kill him. <laughs> he might. He's outside. They're all outside of the office. They're chanting something. I couldn't really hear exactly what they were saying, but like, I don't know, save the planet, kill we say so, or something like that. And uh, Earl uh, does not feel threatened by Ridgefield. Actually quits his job right now and says he's going to go do what's right and save the planet or save Pangea or whatever they call it. Yep. And then we go back, we go back to the house and we find... We, it like has the like we pan into the alien and and obviously in the house and it like kind of pans out and we see that Robbie is the alien fixing it. Yeah, he built this whole thing from scratch. Uh, He's the Charlene voice shows of it. Up. Charlene's there and uh, she tells Robbie at this point that uh, did she see the alien at this point? I don't know if he covered it up or if she saw it or not. Um, you know I can't remember. I think I don't think it's, I don't think it's it. that important. I think the real reason it's she not. came up there was just to let Robbie know that their dad quit their his job because right. of all this stuff right. that's going on. Exactly. And now yeah. Robbie's like, uh-oh, is this because of me? And uh, Have I gone too far? Yeah. So we then get a news update on uh, DNN. Howard Hand Me Up is there, and uh, he's reporting on this new movement on uh, on cleaning the environment, and uh, which is, we know now, led by Earl himself. And uh, he's got this whole group of people in the living room, they're all like, uh, I don't know, like making calls and making it's a posters. Headquarters. It's like a whole like, like, like organization headquarters. Yeah. And uh, Fran at this point, she's starting to realize that without Earl working, he, the family has no money. And she's like, <laughs> Earl, right. you need to go get your job back. And Robbie's down there. He's like, Robbie, Robbie's saying the same thing. Like, Dad, you got to go get your job back. Like the family has no money now. And uh, it's because you don't have a job. So Robbie feels bad. He thinks it's all his fault. And, uh, I mean, they want Earl to stop. Yeah, but Earl sees this as, like, the more important thing, like the higher calling. And he's like, I can't even, even if I even if I wanted to, I wouldn't be able to go back to We Say So because of how evil they are. Yeah, so the next scene, we've got Earl and Roy not uh, burying toxic waste, but instead building a compost pile in the middle of the night. Um, and then, uh, the alien robot shows up again. We know it's Robbie at this point, but Roy still faints again. I guess Earl didn't tell him what happened. And, uh, Earl doesn't know it's Robbie yet. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We don't know that. Uh, Roy faints again. Um, this time the alien, um, tells him you need to get your job back. And, uh, Earl's like, what? And, uh, Earl tries to tell the alien that he found the new purpose, that he's doing this, he's cleaning up now. But uh, Robbie accidentally slips as the alien and says, like, he says, like, the word mom is upset or something like that. Which yeah. then... She's working really hard. She's working too hard. This is where Earl figures it out. He realizes the alien is actually Robbie. He opens up, like, the curtain in the front, reveals that it's him, and now... Well, he, finds it, he finds an electric plug on the ground, and that's how he, like, he unplugs it and realizes that it's, you know, Robbie. Yeah, so Earl is obviously mad at Robbie at this point, um, that he tricked him with this whole alien thing. Uh, they go inside, Um I think Fran and Earl are both mad at Robbie now because, I mean, they kind of are blaming him for everything happening, like the job quitting and like this whole thing and everything. So is there anything else before he goes and meets back with his boss again? Like, what do they say anything to get him to go do it? No, no, no. no, no. They, the next, it just cuts from there to, to Richfield's office and Earl 
Well, we, we see Richfield reading this memo that's like, it's like the demands, right? Of like, are, well, no, it's like what what we say so was about to agree to do, which is like all the right stuff. Like, you know, we're gonna stop dumping stuff, and we're gonna be more conscious of of the environment, like all the things that they're should be doing he's reading this list that they're about to release so this, and then so yeah this is the list that they're going to release to the public to let them know that they're making changes for the, for the right way right right and then earl walks in then earl walks in um ridgefield starts by asking him what his demands are yeah and uh the only things earl can come up with after all of this are i want my job back uh and a danish too well, because Richfield's like, what are your demands? He's like, um, can I have my job back? He's like, what else? Uh, a, a Danish? He's like, and when you see all right, well, like, you can have your job back, back, and uh, you can have that Danish too, but only if you agree to a 5% pay cut. And Earl's like, yes, yes, I'll take it. <laughs> and, and, but at the same time, though, you see Richfield behind his back, like, shredding, shredding the, uh, uh. the document. Earl could have done so much more. He, he, if he would have said nothing, he would have gotten so much more. But yeah, yes. um, final scene. We've got, uh, I think, the whole family. Well, no, we've got a uh, Fran and Charlene and Robbie going out mm-hmm. to clean the swamp, right? I have the beach, but the swamp. Be- makes more it could sense. be beach. They said swamp earlier in the episode. I think that's probably why I wrote it again. It could have easily been the beach. So they're going out to clean something, but Earl's staying home. Um, and, uh, but you can tell, oh, you can tell he wants to go, right? Like, well, he's just really in a bad mood. He's grumpy. He's upset. And Robbie tries to remind him, like, you know, you had, you found purpose in volunteering. You can still do that even though you're working and kind of like puts a little, you know, don't give a hoot button as he walks out the door. Yeah. And that's it. That's the end of the episode right there. Yeah. This couple's really well with last week's episode. What was last week's? The tree one. Oh, yeah, where he's in the tree. Yep. Home Free, Season 1, Episode 9. Uh, the name of the episode was, like, mixed up, I feel like, on YouTube. I think it's called... I just can't start a fire without a spark. This makes sense to me. Yeah, but, like, on the YouTube thing, it says, like, can't with start out spark or something like that. It was, like, jumbled oh, up. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't look at that. Can't start a fire without a spark. That makes a whole lot more sense. Uh, we start off in the kitchen. We've got Grace. We've got Vanessa. And uh, they're talking about some, uh, like, I don't know, like, dating stuff. Vanessa or Grace has a date. She's got this guy that she likes. Uh plays golf with yeah they talk about mark going or matt going to the park and uh picking up girls and then vanessa's like what are you doing or i'm sorry grace is saying that to vanessa like do you have any dates what do you plan on doing that is here right i'm not jumping ahead it is no no you're right yeah um but she's like urging vanessa you need to go you need to go date again it's been a long time she wants you to find a man Yeah. yeah um and that's kind of like the first scene of this opening, but then we go to the park where we've got Matt, Luke is there, Walt's there with his dog, Pixie, and uh, they're trying to pick up girls. Like, Matt's got Luke there to try to pretend that that's his kid. That's his, like, go-to, like, trick. Right. Um, and Walter's got the dog because yeah. that's his go-to trick. And uh, they're talking about picking up girls, and now they're going to plan B, which is uh, Matt's going to throw a football over to this girl on the towel, uh, Luke's gonna miss it, trip over her, and then uh, he's gonna run over to the girl, make sure that the kid's okay, to see if that works. So yeah. he says, "Luke, go long." Gets throws the ball, 
and uh, Luke actually catches it, kind of ruins the plan. <laughs> After not catching it at all, like he's evidently not been very good for a while. But. Yeah, and then uh, some other hot girl like shows up and starts stretching on the bench that Matt was just sitting on, and uh, she's like super flirty with Matt. Well, she's basically like, "Do you want to just go and have sex now?" And yeah, he's like, yeah, sure. Um, this woman, by the way, just FYI, was in an episode of Step by Step. Has it already aired? We already watch it. Yeah, it, yeah, it's the model one where where oh, uh, that makes Karen sense. goes to Chicago or wherever. Yeah. Um. So Vanessa shows up at this point too to come get Luke. Uh, Matt leaves. Uh, with the girl that he just met, Kelly. Is that her name? We find out later. Kelly. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, some dude walking a bulldog shows up, starts flirting with Vanessa, and then. She'd already, like, given them a hard time about, like, taking uh, Luke and Pixie, the other dog. But then uh, she picks up Pixie and pretends that uh, Pixie's hers to flirt back with this guy with the dog. Yeah. And this guy, we've seen him. He's he's Lenny Wolp, um, most notably from the first season of Baby Talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, yep. And then he was also in an episode of Billy. But uh, All right. So that's what we got going on now. We've got a lot going on. We've got Matt with this new girl. We've got Vanessa possibly with this new guy. And we've got Walt with Pixie. Well, he's, technically, Vanessa took Pixie. So Walt's oh. Walt's, so- Walt's got nothing. Yeah. Um. All right. So then we go back to the house. Uh, Vanessa is in the living room. She's nervous about this date. We find out it's been 14 years since her last time she's been dating. And she tells her mom... This is where she reveals to her mom that she has this date coming up, and she kind of starts to mention that even though she's dating, she's kind of always looking for a little more than just, like, a night out, a date, or something like that. Like, she's got to be thinking about, like, family and a possible dad for the kids and, like, a long-term relationship. Like, what's the point of dating You got if the end goal is to find something more? Right, right. So, um... Grace does kind of say, like, make sure you're having fun. Like, that's also... Yeah, she's like, that's something, too. You got to go have some fun every once in a while. But um, she worries about uh, telling the kids about going out on a date. She thinks they're going to freak out. So they're coming downstairs. She sits them down to tell them, and they don't care at all. They're like, oh, I'm surprised you even got a date, Mom. Like, all right, we're going to go play video games now. Like, they don't care at all. No, no, they're 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 happy for, her, but also like we got other things to do. Yeah. Um. Next scene, Vanessa's upstairs looking at a bunch of dresses. She's got the bed full of outfits that she could possibly wear. Matt comes up, tells her, oh, "Don't wear that. Wear something else. Wear that blue dress. It looks better on you." And uh, you can tell she's getting a little excited. She's getting a little, uh, a little. I don't know. Excited's the right word for for she her is. first. No, date. no, absolutely. She's she's very excited. I would say. Yeah. Um, so she comes downstairs, the doorbell rings, it's Martin, that dude with the bulldog, and uh, he brought her a ton of flowers, and uh, she's introducing him to the whole family, to her mom and the kids and Matt. Uh, while she's doing this, Matt's date shows up, um, who drags him out of the house making out with him. like Through the window. She doesn't even come in the door. She just pops the window open, and she's like, come on, Matt, let's go. And pulls him out, drags him out the window. Yeah, and Vanessa's really excited for this date. It's the first time, like we said, 14 years. But then Martin suggests, why don't we change up the plans, take the kids, and go to the fair instead? And you can tell this is not what Vanessa wants. She really wanted, like, a date, a chance to maybe even get romantic with this guy. But now this guy is kind of doing what 
she wanted him to do where like she's talking about like being a good father and stuff he wants to take out the kids but she's it's not what she wants at least for date number one it's it's very nice of him but it's just not the right setup yeah not not right now i mean sure at some point this is a perfect date but not the very first date. they haven't even they've really barely met each other at this point right so the next scene is actually them getting back from the fair we don't see anything that happened at the fair they probably got stuck on a ride and were on the news and things like that. But <laughs> real uh, sketchy, real sketchy equipment there. Yeah, some German lady just shows up sitting next to them. But uh, they, all five of them. Yeah, they get back. Uh, kids and Martin obviously had a great time. Martin wants another date. Um, but Vanessa's thinking a little bit other plans at this point. Like you could tell that she thinks he's moving a little too fast or at least uh, that she's done with him. That could be it as well. Like she didn't, she did not have a good time. This is not what she wanted for the first date. I don't. So I, you know, I was expecting that the moving too fast to be more of the, the kind of theme here, but I didn't really get that that was her problem as much as that he was just not as romantic. And yeah, I mean, I feel like way more bland than she was at this point. He's kind of turned her off. Like she's not really that interested anymore. Right, right, right. And uh, she, he's like, uh, well, why don't we go out again tomorrow? Does he does he say something about with the kids again? I can't remember. I, I think he does. Yeah, I think he does say, we, like, we'll, we can figure out something with the kids. I like, can see a movie or something. Yeah, and then she tries one more time by inviting him inside, but he actually uh, declines and says, uh, no, I got to get home and do something. And... Uh, then it looks like maybe he's going to kiss her goodbye, but then he just like grabs his jacket off of her back and uh, it's it's not it's not what she's yeah, hoping it's got, for. It's awkward. Uh, and as bef- he's leaving, Matt and Kelly roll up and they're just like still making, making out, out. Yeah. Like the entire time. Yeah. And she just kind of like looks at them like that's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we then go into the kitchen. Uh, Matt and Vanessa are talking about their dates. Matt just made out the whole time, as we could tell. And Vanessa's date, she says it was it was fine, is what she says. And uh, you like like with the scene on the porch, like you can really just tell that Vanessa was kind of hoping for a little more what Matt had on his date. Yeah, she wants some romance. Yeah. Um, then we get a scene with Vanessa and her mom talking. Um, Grace knows that something's going on, that something's not right. And Vanessa explains how she just wanted love and romance. And um, it's not really going to work out. Yeah. And Grace is like, you need to find a man you're attracted to and a man that's going to be romantic with you and for you. And a dad for the kids. Like You need to, you need to make sure that yes. you find someone who's both of these things, not just half of the equation. So we then go to uh, Vanessa getting ready. She's going to go give it one more shot. It's, it appears that she's getting ready for another date with Martin. Um, Matt mentions that Kelly will be there again pretty soon. And then Martin shows up. And this time he's got gifts for the whole family. He's got everyone. Yeah. I don't remember what he had for the kids. Um, I didn't write it down. It's just, he has just something nice for everybody. A couple gifts for the kids. I think he's got a Danielle Steele book for Grace. And then he reveals yes. that he got a couple hockey tickets for Matt, which he's super excited for. The uh, Who's the Kings. team out there? Kings? Oh, yeah. Yep. LA Kings, Kings, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's happy. Grace is happy. The kids are happy. Not so sure Vanessa's happy. The flowers are sub- uh, significantly smaller than what he brought the first date. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. but uh, I don't think so. 
But um, Kelly shows up while this whole gift thing's going on. Uh, she and Matt leave, making out, I'm pretty sure, once again. And then uh, Martin and Vanessa head outside to go out on their date. They don't yeah, leave. You can tell that Vanessa is just not feeling it. Yeah. They don't leave, but they uh, they talk for a little bit on the porch. And she she asks him a couple questions that she doesn't really get the answers that she was hoping for. And well, the big question, because this is kind of what she was talking about with, with Paris race, or Disney, right? Paris or Disneyland, yeah. And implying that Disneyland is like the safe, family-friendly place. And going to Paris is more of a romantic adventure, you know, and, and not, as, not as guaranteed. Yeah, and then... Like, like he answers like Disney or whatever and she then pulls him in for a kiss she kisses him I don't know it's like a 10 second kiss or whatever looks like it's alright but then she says uh, it's true you can really learn a lot from a kiss Martin I want Paris and then uh, he's like oh I get it it's okay don't worry about it and he, she's, he's like you still want to go out to dinner though and uh, she's like sure we can go out to dinner and um then he admits at this point too that that bulldog Cosmo wasn't even his dog, and then she, he's like, "How's your dog?" And she's like, "She's dead." <laughs> oh, and that's man. it. I mean, that's the end of the that's episode. It. Doesn't look like yeah. Martin and Vanessa are going to be a thing, but um, I think we do get a uh, pretty long credit scene on this one too, though, right? It's okay. Yeah, it's it's not too long, but it's basically back in the park the time Walter has a cat, though, instead of a dog. Yeah, and the cat's obviously not working. Uh, Matt shows up, questions his choice in bringing a cat. Um, and then uh, Walt asks Matt how the date with Kelly went, or, like, where's Kelly or something like that. Oh, uh, she didn't like hockey. So, it looks like Matt and Kelly are done, too. Done. And done then, uh, whatever, Walt oh, Walt says, like, Wait, but you hang out with me and I hate hockey. And then uh, <laughs> Matt gets up and walks away and said, wish he hadn't told me that. And then just, yep, that's the He's end. out. So that's our week, full week of TGIF. Um, this is the point of the show where we like to rank the episodes, our opinions of how we enjoyed them. Um, I'm not ready. If you want to go first. Uh, <sighs> I don't even know. All right. Uh, I, can, I can do this. I can do this. Um, number... Four, I'm going dinosaurs. Three, I'm going home free. Two, I'm going the. I'm actually going the Warriors episode of Coop with two, and then number one, I'm going the cheerleading episode of Hanging with Mr. Cooper. I think I'm gonna agree with you, but switch the Coopers. I think I'm gonna say four, getting our home free. Three dinosaurs. Two, the cheerleading episode. One, the basketball episode. The so the dinosaurs episode. We've seen the alien thing done on step by step, mm-hmm. and with the and the. Stock market episode, which I can't even remember if that was the first or second. That was the second one. We've seen of, of Hangman Mr. Cooper. We've seen that on Step by Step. Um, so it's just kind of like two. We've uh, probably R&Ds. seen a cheerleading episode on well, <laughs> Step by Step. Well, I don't know if we've seen too. that yet. I, and I feel like the the home free is just a standard plot device. Like that's just like. Yeah, I think for me, if I had the ending of that two parter and put them together, I'd probably like the basketball one, Maybe. but like, I've only got Listen, half of an episode. It feels like right now. I, like, I, like I don't the have basketball a part. It was the stock part. I was like half this episode. We've seen almost like exactly done on step by step. Yeah. So, uh, before we get out of here, reminder, if you're watching this in the morning or listening to this in the morning, we are going to be live at awesome con today, Friday, the, uh, what the 16th, 16th. o'clock, room 201 at the convention center in Washington, DC. So come see us. Uh, uh, we'd you. love to see you there. And then we're going to have an after party somewhere. We'll let you know where that is too. <laughs> sure. 
we'll have an after party somewhere. Okay, we'll announce it at the at the uh, at the panel. So come out, uh, drinks are on us. We'll buy you whatever Whoa, you want. Whoa, drinks are on Steve. Drinks are on me. Although there is there is a really good spot right around the corner. This German bar that has an amazing happy hour uh, that I really like. So maybe maybe you'll talk me into it. No, no. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, uh, I do want to say so next week though on the show we're okay. gonna, it's yeah, another yeah. busy week four episodes uh, Hang on Mr. Cooper what is it episode or season season one episode seven season one episode eight dinosaurs episode season three episode 21 and then home free season one episode 10 you said dino and home free yep and home free is the only actual TJF episode okay um, and then we're getting real close to the end of dinosaur well dinosaurs and home free so so Coop, we've got the second part of the uh, Warriors, right? Yeah. And then an unrelated episode. I'm assuming after that. Assuming, correct. Okay. Um. Yeah, a lot going on. Uh, make sure you're following us on all social media at TGIFcast. Thanks to uh, James once again for the theme song yeah. this week. Thanks, James. TGIFcast at gmail.com if you want to send in your own version. And uh, we will either see you at Awesome Con or you'll be able to hear the Awesome Con episode sometime in the coming weeks. Yep, we hope to see you there. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude. Yeah. Cause it's Friday night. Yeah, cause it's Friday night. Get your wings up. Cause it's Friday night. Friday night, and the mood is right Gonna have some fun, show you how it's done Cause it's party time, and it's show time Yeah, it's Friday night, on the show tonight Yeah, it's Friday night, and the mood is right Gonna have some fun, show you how it's done TBA Podcast